What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by this cockbag of a co-host that I have, Josh Primo. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I didn't hear what you said before I fucking started recording. But... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was just going to let that one slide, huh? Man, this guy here. You're over there like, oh, I think I got one by on him. Nah, nah. I know what's going on. Okay. I know what's going on at all times. All right. This week, we are back uh, reviewing the Soprano season series, excuse me. And we are doing season three. We are starting off with episodes one, two, and three. And as soon as we get through season three, we'll do what we've been doing and we'll go back to a couple of movies in between seasons. We we're almost we're halfway there, sir. This this is season three. Yes, sir. Halfway. Halfway. Uh it's been it's been a great, great series for me personally up to this point. And when we dive into these individual episodes, up until now, it's been a great series. <laughs> oh, this motherfucker here, man. It's this motherfucker here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. If you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us. Go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two supports at any of those tiers and you get access to our discord, which then gives you access to be a creator slash producer of all of our content. We do music reviews, uh, additional movie reviews. We also do uh, rants and raves episode where I just bitch about life and work. I mean, what's better than that? You know? Um, so yeah, if that entire if that intrigues you, go to patreon.com slash two game. Also, on top of the the Soprano series that we're gonna be doing this month, uh Josh and I will be taking a break possibly the week of the 20th. May maybe not. Uh we'll have to adjust our re- recording time uh in that event. But I'll be going on vacation, so I ain't doing shit for a fucking week. All right. Not fuck not dick. I ain't no different from any other fucking week. This motherfucker right here. I'm just saying who was off all weekend. Oh, the two days off and two weeks that I've had off. Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. Let me come back to my my days off I've had. Are you off right now? No, motherfucker. I'm not, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I don't fucking believe that. I'm trying to get y'all some fucking food for these fine folks of Louisville, Kentucky. No, yeah. Yeah, well, you try a little bit harder. <laughs> the, store, the stores are bare, sir. The stores are very bare. <laughs> oh, goddamn. As long as it takes a load of truck, I can see why. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. Uh, but also on top of the, the Sopranos, I am I'm a little bit behind, but I will be doing Horror in Review Part 3. This week, I'm doing Event Horizon. Next week, I don't know what it is, but I know uh, Science is coming up. I know Super 8 is coming up. And The Thing are uh, the four reviews that I'll be doing this month. Patreon gets two exclusive reviews with Sunshine and Cloverfield. So, again, if you want those two extra reviews, patreon.com slash two game. But that's enough of that bullshit. Let's jump into The Sopranos Season 3, Episodes 1, 2, and 3. And we are going to start off with episode one, obviously. I should fuck people up and just start at episode two. 
<laughs> we should do a fucking three, two, one backwards. <laughs> what the fuck? What are we listening to? <laughs> episode one, which is 27 episodes up to this point. This is episode number 27 total. This is titled Mr. Ruggiero's Neighborhood. Meadow enters college at Columbia University. AJ continues to ignore authority, and Carmela starts taking tennis lessons. The FBI puts the Soprano residents under surveillance, but their plans are complicated when the house's plumbing ruptures. Patsy Parisi has revenge in mind over the death of his brother. What did you think about episode one, sir? Uh, I would say up to this date, this is probably one of the weakest. Top three uh, weakest episodes. Yes. Uh, and it's even surprisingly weak for a season opener. Mm-hmm. You know, usually Sopranos is good about the last two and the first two being pretty damn good, but this one was pretty weak, man. It was a uh, kind of felt like a fill-in episode or something. I, I don't know. It felt like a mid-season episode. Yeah. yeah there wasn't a whole lot, really, really wasn't a whole lot going on in, uh, throughout the entire damn episode, really. No, I agree. I think this is I actually think this is the weakest episode in the in the series up to this point. Uh you know, I've I've talked about it multiple times. The college episode, the Italy episode are two of my least favorite episodes. This one See, I, I don't feel like I ever had this strong of opinion of this episode prior to reviewing it and doing this series. Uh previously, I always remember the college episode and the Italy episode as being my two least favorite episodes but this one was just yeah i felt like it was i feel like 90 percent of this mo- of this episode could have been done in about 10 minutes and it, it should have been like a b plot to this entire episode but it was basically the entire thing and it kind of puts the soprano storyline on the back burner and we focus so much time they put so much time into the FBI and the surveillance aspect of the episode that it really just drags it down. And there's not a whole lot of tension. I think if they had if they had done something to add tension to the episode, like, oh fuck, the mob's gonna catch the 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 cops, you know, putting the shit in his uh, in his basement, or they're gonna come home, or yada yada yada, you know, something to add tension to the episode, I think would have would have very, very much helped, you know be a little bit better of an episode than when I got it scored as. I scored it as a six, six out of ten, which is the weakest score that I've had up to this point. Yeah, I gave it a seven. But it's and just it's just super boring. It's, I mean, it's a you know, episode overall, and I'm telling you, I struggled to get through this. Like, I was falling asleep through it. I think I only gave it a seven because I really enjoyed the talk Tony and Philly had at the very end, you know, where Tony was kind of like strutting his dominance on him. He's like, you know, you want to say something, say it now. If not, shut the fuck up and get in line. What? (laughs) You know, it was very intense. And he kind of punked him out because he knows that Billy knows he did it, but he's the boss and he's not going to say it. And and he kind of just punks him out. Absolutely. That, that, that's great scene. Um, the mobster lunch scene. Bruh. That yeah. Was, that, that was that that was the highlight of the episode for me personally. We get Patsy's brother, uh 
you know, sp- spoons being capped. And then Chris talking about twins and dying. And that dude just can't get the fucking hint sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you got Paulie over there, 30 minutes about his shoelaces touching the ground in a, in a fucking public bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking like three minute long rant <laughs> <laughs> about shoelaces and urinals. And like, th- I'm telling you those two scenes fucking perfect. Perfect. That's, that's some of the best writing in the entire series. But everything else around the episode is is not. I, I don't enjoy the writing with the cops. It's just it's super boring. Uh, they just they just don't give you enough depth in, in those scenes to to keep you interested. It's just like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing. All right, let me play on my phone for a second. Oh, ten minutes later, they're still doing the fucking same shit. What the fuck? Yeah, did you notice, though, that this episode started out the exact same way as season two's episode did with yes. Tony walking down the driveway? Yes, I was gonna actually going to point that out to you, too. Which was interesting, oh, wow. because uh, season two was fucking great, and that episode really started off the uh, the season with a, with a high note. Uh, whew. This this episode, ah, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed in how the season started. Just with episode one. Just with episode one. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. Now, the other thing that I will say about this episode that I don't like, I don't like the way it's filmed, unshot. It, it feels completely different, like just with the camera angles and the zoom ins and whatnot. In comparison to the other episodes, it's it doesn't feel connected in that sense. And it, it when, when I'm like focused on how different it feels in comparison to the other episodes. That should really tell you something. It, like it took me completely out of the episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we won't we won't spend too much time on this fucking terrible episode. Uh, so I gave it a six out of ten. Josh gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, oh, I gave to... it a seven out of ten. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither do I. <laughs> it sounded it sounded great in my head. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. No. Uh, Oh, no. Okay. No, you fuck <laughs> me. I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two, Prochet and Levushka. I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong. But go fuck yourself. Okay. Tony has an anxiety attack when he finds out that Meadow's new boyfriend, Noah Tannenbaum, is a Jewish African-American. The FBI wants Livia to testify against her son, but she dies before she can. Janice returns from Seattle to plan the funeral and claim her inheritance. So what did you think about uh, episode two, sir? Man, this was far better than uh, one. I, I like this one. It, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's good to see the character wrapped up with uh, Tony's mother. But at the same time, I wish it wouldn't have because I think it could have been so much better. But we get the intro to Ralphie. Uh, you know, we get a little bit of Jackie Jr. in there. And then, you know, we get to see Tony again. And, uh, you know, Artie makes a little comeback in this movie also. So, uh, you know, a lot of players hitting hard in this in this, uh, this one, and I, I enjoyed it. This is leaps and bounds. Better than the last episode, for sure. Um, it's still a little bit of a slow episode. I, I, I still feel like the season is still trying to find, like, what it's trying to, to tell us at this point. Obviously... The, the actress for Liv dies before this episode. So 
they spent a good portion of it kind of honoring her character and her and whatnot. So, I mean, you kind of expect it at this point that they're going to have to devote a lot of time to that character, which I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to them to going into this episode and, and doing that. But like you said, I, I wish... I wish the character would have been wrapped up before this because I think it would have been a better send-off. You know, obviously, the scenes of Liv in this episode are not her. That's that's reshot stuff uh, from you know previous footage was just kind of CGI'd into this movie, into this episode, excuse me. And, it, it, I mean, it's obvious. Like, you're looking, you're watching the scenes with him uh, and her right before she dies, and you're like, wow, this, not only does her face look weird, but the lines in general does not feel very uh what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't feel like it flows very well. It feels like it's one hit wonders, you know, like the one hit lines that she has. Let's let's just throw out her best stuff. And we're gonna make that the uh the last scene that she's in, which again, I'm not opposed to, but it just feels it feels disconnected in a way. And it does kind of take you out of the episode overall, but I do think we get some some great scenes after that with, you know, the family trying to, quote unquote, remember her or lack thereof. So I think we get some great scenes past that point. But I, I thought this was a, a very, very, very good episode overall. Yes, sir. Uh Ralphie and Vito, no Vito, the one that was in the uh, the bakery <laughs> back in season one. Uh, yeah, he finally, he finally shows up. So I'm like, oh, we're gonna get that storyline now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, and then you know the whole Tony and uh, Meadow and Noah, that whole scene, man. It, it's 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 intense. It's uh, not something that would be done today in no. the climate we're in now at all. No, the the scene that Josh is talking about is it's obviously full of, of racist names being said and, and whatnot from Tony to Noah. And look, regardless of what you think about the names being called, I mean, it's racist. It's plain and simple. I mean, there's no way of getting around it. But I, I do think it highlights kind of the Italian culture and the, the, the character of Tony Soprano very very well so regardless of yeah he's kind of a shitty he's kind of a shitty person let's not get past that he's a shitty fucking person but it really does define his character and his personality with that that scene i think it like you said it adds a lot of tension and it just kind of it kind of adds like a little conflict between tony meadow and noah and it's just like this little triangle that we're gonna you know hopefully explore to to further detail as the episodes go on. But why did I find it so funny when he's seen that box of Uncle Ben's and then had his panic attack? <laughs> well, then you go, then he starts having panic attacks with fucking meat. <laughs> it's like, huh? <laughs> the gabagool. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I love it when he says gabagool. <laughs> the gabagool. I mean, them some bitches eat more lunch meat than I ever seen. L- well, to be fair, that was back in the day when meat was very, very, very cheap. Must have been. I mean, that nah. dude didn't even like have bread to make a filler. He's like, fuck it, I'm just eating meat. <laughs> Shout out. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I went to the store today and I saw two fucking steaks, not even a pound. 16 bucks. I was like, God damn. Dang. Like, bro, this is this is like Walmart brand. This is like not even this is not even the Angus. <laughs> this is the, this this shit ain't even like root cow. It's like half. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this is like the McDonald's variety. <laughs> All right. So let's dive a little bit more into this episode in particular. Um especially the live stuff. I think the live stuff is obviously the the, the big stuff in the episode. When Tony gets told that Liv died. He almost seems like relieved, almost kind of happy that she died. But then like he sees the look of his family and it's almost like he just he I'm not saying he changes his mind and realizes that he should miss her or whatever. I legitimately think he like you know when you say something fucked up to somebody and you're like, "Oh, no, I, I didn't fucking say that. I didn't mean it like that." You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like how he like he, how he behaved in that scene, which I thought it was a nice little little touch and good acting on his part. Um, I, I I just think he's he's happy that she's dead. But then you go further in the episode, and you know he's watching you know Public Enemy and and whatnot, sitting on the couch, and he's just thinking about you know the, the son coming home and the mom being upset. He's just kind of thinking about you know how that relationship developed over the last two seasons and how much yeah he he might. He might hate her, but I think in this scene, he's not he's not grieving over the loss of his mother. I think he's grieving over that lost relationship, you know, that that opportunity that he could have had to have a great relationship with his mother. And I think that's what he's mourning, not her. That's very deep. <laughs> Shout out. Not the first time. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> But I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, you're. I 100% agree with you. But you know, it's so awkward. It was done so awkwardly when Tony is with all the guys, and they're like, "Oh my god, you know, I'm so sad." And he's like, "Eh, what you gonna do?" <laughs> no, I love that. I love <laughs> if, if you if you notice between this episode and the next episode. I, I feel like it's that that masculinity, you know, back, I mean, early 2000s. So, I mean, I mean, we'll see, uh, 2001 is when this episode came out. So you have that that masculinity, you know, we're not supposed to grieve, you know, we're not supposed to cry as men and, and, and you know, that kind of shit. And if you've noticed in these next two episodes, this episode of the next, that's kind of his response to everything. What are you going to do? <laughs> you yeah. you got to fucking move on. And I find it, it it's kind of some dark humor, honestly, because they do. Uh, what are you going to do? And uh, at least she didn't suffer. Those are like the two things that everybody says multiple times. And I think that's a testament to like if you go to to a funeral in real life. I mean, that's one of the things that you you try to say is you try to relieve somebody of with. Well, I mean, at least she didn't suffer. You know, at least she died in her sleep. You know, that kind of shit. So I, I love that little dark humor that's kind of spread out through the episode with them constantly repeating those lines. Yeah. Uh, you know where Junior is in uh, that funeral home with Tony? And I forget what Junior was upset about. And 
Oh, he said, you know, they're dropping like flies around here. And it's like, he's Tony says, what's all that damn charcoal briquette cooked food y'all ate? <laughs> and Junior took it seriously. He was like, "What? Well, they didn't tell us about that until after the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he got so offended. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> and then when they're back at the house and, you know, Janice is like, everybody's going to. Uh, talk about their feelings or say something nice and uh, Carmela's father which you know really never really has any good lines in this has the best lines ever when his wife was trying to to quiet him up and he's like what are you the minister of propaganda <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was that was a great line <laughs> minister of propaganda <laughs> but I love that scene overall like that that is just a great scene uh where Janice is, like Josh said, wants everyone to say something nice about Liv, and then everybody's kind of silent. And, uh, you know, no one can or will share their feelings, and it's because she was such a terrible person. And then Carmela kind of stands up, and she's like, what What the fuck are we doing? You know, like, she was a, she was a hateful person. Why are we celebrating her? She didn't even want, she didn't want this. And she didn't want it because she knew that nobody would would come to her funeral. That's why she didn't want one. And I thought that was a very, very powerful scene. And I think that for me personally, I think that really just completes that arc for for Liv for this entire series. Because up to this point, we've I mean we knew it that she's a hateful person, but she's always playing the victim and whatnot. And up to this point right now, she can't defend herself. And this is just everybody else kind of just talking shit about her. And I think as great of a character as she is, this was a great send off. This, this, this was the scene for me that was, that really elevated the episode overall, because I think, like I said, it just completes the arc for me and it just brings it back full circle with her just being a terrible person. And no, no one really fucking likes her and that none of, none of the people have anything good to say about her. Do you feel, I, you know, uh, you get to see kind of how Tony is with Artie, how Artie kind of gets a pass because at that, right after that scene, you know, he's outside and he's like, so I guess our secret dies, uh, is gone now that she's died. You know, he, he still 100% believes Tony did his restaurant in, but he won't say nothing. But he makes Tony know that he knows. I thought it was weird that they... Yeah, I thought it was weird that they just brought that up all of a sudden. Like, we haven't had anything to do with that since, was it was that season one that that shit came out, or was it season two? I can't remember. I can't remember now either, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So we just all of a sudden just bring that shit to the, to the table again? I thought it was a little weird. Not gonna lie. I mean, I love the scene, but, I mean, we haven't done anything with that plot line since, I mean, him pointing the gun at, at Tony in the parking lot that one time. Artie's acting like a woman, just bringing shit up from years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, perfect. (laughs) I'm not saying I agree with that, uh, what (laughs) I just said. (laughs) I'm just saying it's kind of like it. (laughs) I've seen movies. (laughs) (laughs) That was the episode that uh, Tony swore in his mother's eyes or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> May and my mother have cancer of the eyes. 
What? And, <laughs> and then he starts beating the shit out of his car with the gun. Yeah. yeah. And Tony's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I, I love I love that scene. And then it's kind of juxtaposed with them inside, you know, the 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 group that's inside talking about live and whatnot. And we have Christopher talking about some random shit about man, there's no two people the same. Like <laughs> they say that, but how do they know? You know, I mean, you would have to compare fingerprints <laughs> to, from alive people to dead people. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this dude is stoned out of his damn mind. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that guy. He can play some of the best scenes being high. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's his character, but that guy plays it to the T, man. I, I am quite impressed. I I love how he's trying to to say something nice about her, and really, <laughs> really he's saying, "Well, sh- I don't know if she's one of a kind at all." <laughs> it's like you kind of think her. <laughs> and Aid was sitting there right there, like, "What the fuck? What the fuck is this you talking about?" <laughs> I just I found it hilarious, hilarious. And then what was a? Uh, I have it wrote down. I don't remember what scene it was. Uh, you're gonna get cute with me. My mother lying dead. <laughs> I forget who told me. Did he say it to Chris? I think so. I think he said I, I know. I know what you're talking about, but I can't picture who said what to him. You're gonna get cute with me. My mother laying dead. <laughs> like, how long are we gonna be able to use that excuse? Right. <laughs> Just. <kidding. laughs> but I, I love, and I've said it before, dude. I, I love how. In this show, the the Italians, like they could fucking like hate someone. Like let's let's use Liv as an example. Tony hates Liv, but as soon as she dies, he's going to use her as an excuse to to pop off on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's offended that someone is saying shit with his mom dying, but he hates his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I gave it. I, I think I'm gonna give the episode eight out, out of eight out of ten. I'm gonna go up a little bit. I was gonna get originally give it a seven, but I think I'm gonna go with eight. I'm gonna give it a nine just because uh, I'm not the minister of propaganda. <laughs> That's fair. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> fair, sir. All right, moving on to episode number three, which is called "Fortunate Son." Tony makes a major breakthrough with Doctor Melfi in attempting to ascertain the trigger of his anxiety attacks, aka meat. Christopher becomes a man, a, a made man, uh, though he bungles his first assignment. AJ excels at his uh, on his freshman football team, but unexpectedly passes out at practice after becoming defensive captain. What did you think about episode three, sir? I enjoyed episode three, man. Uh, I really like how is this episode's more shifted to the mob activity. You know, we get to see. Carmine Lupatasi for the first time. You know, we get to see their being made uh, of Christopher. And we get to see uh, that other guy, I can't think of his damn name, that got made along with Christopher. But then we get to see Tony. Was that? Who are you talking about? The, the, The guy that was being made alongside Christopher. I can't think of that guy who they were. Oh, I can't remember his name either. Yeah, I can't either. And uh I think it was Albert Barisi, was it? No, I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, suck a dick. 
<laughs> we get to see how Tony interprets interpret. Uh, this dude, this dude's all fucked up right now. <laughs> fuck me, you fuck me, sir. We uh, <laughs> when he's talking to Jackie, we can see interpret his interpretation of what Richie Apura wanted for his son, and Tony kind of punking him out at dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking hate you. <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> that was painful. <laughs> 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 fuck you <laughs> don't be sending me messages and expect me to be able to read a message and properly hold a thought <laughs> right apparently you can't do both at the same time <laughs> apparently <laughs> so uh, I think this is the best episode out of the three and this is a return to form for for the series uh, Chris finally becomes that made man which is I love the fact that we kind of see the how that whole process is done. And then we get some of the Polly and Chris stuff where, you know, Polly, we get the development of that relationship, anyways. You know, Polly, lo his love only goes as far as the money will take him. And I think we get a lot of development of that relationship in this episode, which I really, really love. And then Chris, you know, he's wanted to be a man, a made man for two seasons now and he finally gets it and the dude is fucking his world is rocked because it's not you know the glamour and the the what's the fucking word i'm looking of uh it, it's not everything that he had hoped it to be and then I we get some more well, shut the fuck up you're, you're just bitter <laughs> <laughs> you're just bitter <laughs> uh we get more Artie, which he is still he's still kind of bringing up the whole Vesuvio thing with Tony, and we also get you know Lonnie Gutierrez coming back into the fold. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I had that wrote down, sir. But... <laughs> at the at the football game, which I thought was weird that they just bring him back all of a sudden in, in season three, but whatever. Um, and then we get some of the the development of AJ's relationship. And then we get a very, very great scene between Carmella, Noah, and Meadow. And I think we get some further development of Carmella in this episode, which I really love. Dude, she don't give a fuck anymore. I'm not saying that like she's just saying whatever she feels like in her mind. Like she legitimately does not care about anything. She has that stone face and she's kind of just going through the motions and like. You know when she, when she's talking to Mel, uh, to Meadow, she's just like, "Yeah, I mean, you do whatever you want. I don't care. You know, if you want to be pissed off, be pissed off, but go fuck yourself." That's basically what she's saying that entire scene, and I fucking love it because up to this point, we've kind of gotten you know little waves of that relation not not the relationship, the development of her character, and you know she'll be really really great. She'll be loving and caring. And then Tony will fucking piss her off. And then she's, you know, bad for a couple episodes. Now we're kind of to this point where up to this, up till now, we haven't seen her just not care about anything whatsoever. And it kind of started with last episode when she started going off on, on live and how much of a shitty person she is. And then speaking of Noah, I don't know what it is. I don't fucking like the guy. <laughs> I don't know if it's the character or the actor. I just don't fucking like him. Okay. And, that's all I'm going to say about that. 
Yeah, I think they made his character to be smug like that. Yeah, I think I think that's why I don't like him. He, he just just smug like that. I'm like, I just want to slap you, dude. I'm not gonna leave unless she asks me. Dude, I fucking hate that. Li- I mean, I love the line, but I hate it. But I'm like, bitch, we paying for this room, so get the fuck out, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've been like, motherfucker, who is you? <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Um, who are you again? Because I feel like this is Meta's room, not yours, and I pay for this room. But, you know, we get to see how much of a suck-ass Polly is in this episode also. Because he takes that whole six grand that he's that uh, he made Christopher come up with and gives it straight to Tony and then dimes Chris out on how he made it. I was like, oh, dude, that's such a super bitch move. That was fucked up. That was fucked up. Not only did he dime Chris out on it, but he dimed out uh, old uh, Jackie, Jackie Jr. Called him out, too. And then yeah. we also get a great scene between Tony and Jackie April in the uh, in the in the restaurant, which I really love. You know, Tony's just like, "Look, I'm gonna say some things, and you're not gonna like it, but you're gonna fucking listen to me." I was like, "Yes, hell yeah!" And then he proceeds to stab his spaghetti four hundred times to take <laughs> bites. <laughs> <laughs> I have always said that dude stabs the fuck out of his food <laughs> in every yeah. single episode. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> like you said, he stabs like 400 times before he ever takes a bite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. it, it it's not even annoying to me. I, 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 I look for it every single time now and it, it makes me laugh every time. Oh, I do too. I do too. It, it's, it's definitely a one of a kind. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, the Jackie Jim. I'm looking at my notes real quick. Um, uh, the AJ spills the milk shit, dude. When when he spilled the milk at at the dinner, and Tony's like, "It's fine. I'll just wipe it up." Fuck that. Um, I do. I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> oh, <I'd> start- <laughs> oh, I would start fucking yelling. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. That's really all I got as far as my notes goes. It, it was it was just a great episode overall. What it was a good episode, man. I gave it nine out of ten. I, you know what? I gave it originally an eight, but I do feel like this is the best episode so far. I think I, I think I'm gonna give it a nine as well. So I'm I'm gonna go up a whole fucking point. You yeah, well, you know I mean, how can it be an eight when Lonnie's in it? <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, I you know nobody else gets that joke, and and Lonnie doesn't even <laughs> listen to this, so it, it it's falling to deaf ears. Well, he's missing, he's missing out. I don't think he ever found that joke funny to begin with. <laughs> I fucking love it. That's all that matters to me is I laugh every fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, I'll give it a nine out of ten. I think the the episode is definitely the best one so far, and it's got it's got like little things here and there that are just so damn good uh but to me the carmella shit really kind of shines throughout this episode and i'm not a huge fan of the the chris shit although we do get the uh the the great line which i 100 support and believe in and that is don't disrespect the pizza parlor <laughs> yeah but immediately but- follows up with I can't be seen in this place. <laughs> yes. 
can't be seen in a place like this. I was like, well, fuck, man. You just disrespected the parlor. (laughs) 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 But those words are 100%, you know, words to live by. And uh, I think that ought to be like, like my motto in life. Don't disrespect the pizza parlor. 100%. So we get that line. And then just overall, I think, I think, like I said, the episode is just fucking great. But uh, I think that's going to be it from us, guys. Next week, we're going to be reviewing episodes four, five, and six. So go ahead and watch those and get ready to review those. Uh, in the meantime, we will catch y'all next time on another episode. Laters. Laters.